All right, dude, you psyched? You ready? You probably shouldn't think about it too much, though. Don't think about uh, it. Loosen up. I just thought maybe I should put some long long sleeve shirt on, maybe. No, because then people will think like it's fake, right? Because we want people to see your well, we want people to see your tattoos. They'll lose continuity. People don't trust a guy with scabbed up elbows. Didn't your mom ever tell you that? No. My mom didn't yeah, talk yeah. a lot about people's elbows. All right, hold on. Kron, what are you, you shooting this vertical or horizontal? What do you got? Well, yeah, I, I got I got you down yeah. here. I got the camera. Uh it's I got to point it up up there. It looks good. Okay. Everything looks great. So you're pointed up here, that would be vertical. That's great. Okay. All right. This is going on social media? Yeah, Kron, how are well, you going to how are you going to put that tape on social media? I I think we can convert it like you just uh why don't we get the stunt first and then we'll figure out the back half later. That's true. If we get bogged down, we'll lose good light. We're in magic yeah. hour right now. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Okay. Should I take my Tylenol now or after? Mm. I think you take an ibuprofen now and then you take a Tylenol later. Or is Tylenol ibuprofen? You take a acetaminophen now, then you take ibuprofen later. They've clinically Dude. they found that you should cycle these. You Doesn't guys, matter. All right. Dude, they, just they, just take another shot of the kettle one. It's not a big uh, deal. That's true. You know I'm not touching it. These VHS no, cover boxes are gonna break my fall. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we've thrown these VHSs around the store. You know how much they you know, they absorb a lot. And I think they'll absorb all 180 pounds of you, okay? I don't know. I think the remake of Bewitched is going to fuck me up. (laughs) It's going to hurt, guys. I think think Kron should do this. I think it's smart we left the VHSs in in the boxes. No, you were supposed to take them out. Then it would collapse. Yeah, they're just going to It's not supposed to collapse. It's supposed to hold you up. All right. All right. Kron, what's the battery looking like? Okay. Battery's great, dude. Okay, got, we're full. I, okay, I'm just. I got another backup. Yeah. I'm so. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me do some stretching here. Okay. I should probably stretch oh, hey, too. The battery's at 30% oh, now. Oh, so okay. we should probably oh. get going. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Listen. All right. Um, you know what I'm worried about, though, is like, you need something five day rentals related on you, right? Kron, do you got the um do you got the logo of the store in the shot? Will you get that? I could do like a pan over and Okay. Then, Knew I should like have called in sick today. Do you think Dan, you could get can you get rack this. zoom I'm, out? I'm gonna pan over and then zoom in. Uh-huh. What you, did you write a script for this or something? God damn it. Well, dude, Jackass is real hot right now. Alright. We need to catch <laughs> the, some fun. of this. Alright. So you, so you guys want my dick hanging out. Uh, Kron, what do you think? You got a, a good lens for a dick? Well, this is just a a VHS camera. I, I mean, mean I, you can't even swap out the lenses on it. Okay, so. it's mm. not it's not even June yet. I don't got my summer dick going. Yeah, okay. So. I would say if you don't have summer dick. Yeah. Okay. I right, don't think right, most people right. are going to be concerned about that, right? All right, all right. You ready? All right, all right, all right. All right. You right. got to psych me up because if I'm going to throw Ooh. you, I'm going to need to. All right, all right. Ah. 
Am I supposed to slap me or you? No, let me punch you a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a chest. Just a chest. Oh. <laughs> All right, here I go. Here I go. I'm sp- ah. Damn, I didn't even have to throw him. Kron, tell me you got that. Well, like I had the camera on it, but there's not a tape in here. Oh my so God. I think there's one. Was that a Wilhelm scream as, uh, as well? I got my rib. I got my rib. Oh, dude, that, f- that freaky Friday VHS is uh, lodged uh, in your sternum. <laughs> that looks bad. Oh, which, which one's in my armpit? This, the original Freaky Friday is in your armpit. Wow. You have too many freak. There's too many Freaky Fridays. Stop making them. Yeah. It's a real problem. All right, what's the one up his ass? Yeah, that one. That one hurts. Just Freaky Friday. <laughs> Dude, you look like you look like at the end of the fly when Jeff Goldblum comes out of that second pod. Uh, what's this this one on my neck? Kron, what tape is actually in the v- the recorder right now? Guys, I'm going to level with you. All of these are Freaky Friday. <laughs> This turned freaky. I thought I could record over the one in the camera, but it got that protective strip in it. Did you guys... Should we call an ambulance? No, I think... Kron, go get another VHS out of the store and let's do it again. All right. Uh, Here, Dan, take your kettle one. Stop complaining. Let me get it. Jesus. And I'm going to grab this one. Uh... Action USA from 1989 by John Stewart. My back. everybody to the five day rentals podcast this is a video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre specific category this category is macho mania that is movies with super buff dudes who give us confusing Ooh, boners yeah. <laughs> i mean oh uh, no Previously in this category, we watched a little movie called Stone Cold, and we're continuing the fun with a film called Action USA. I'm Cron Howard, joined as always by Laundry Dan. Howdy. And the Bones. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, All right, guys. Action USA. Uh, Dan, you've spent some time in Texas. Is this is this what it's like? Um, this is what Waco, Texas, is like. Yeah, it's a different town there in Texas. I, I guess in uh, have they 89. put that fire out? Didn't they have like a, a siege too? Like 
Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yeah. Oh, what's that? That was I was trying to think of that when I was watching this. I was like, well, there was something that went down there. <laughs> I don't know about any of that, but that's where my favorite pastor's from. It's the uh, hometown of Baylor College, right? The Baylor Bears, I believe. That's correct. Bill, Hick, Bill Hicks is around there too, right? Didn't he come from Waco area? I don't know. We dr- we would always drive through it, and it wasn't much of anything. And I guess now it's a huge ordeal. I don't know. Not ordeal, but well, it wasn't grown. Ordeal. Yeah, but and they firebomb those people. <laughs> yeah, I just had to look up his name. I was like, I think I know his first name, but Olk. Hey, congratulations! We're we made it. Longer than David Koresh did. Damn. <laughs> I think it's more of a bummer. Like, we haven't impacted the United States the same way David Koresh has. Well, I, I've chosen a different path with which to impact. We'll get there. It's a little harder. Yeah. There's so many podcasts right now. Back then, it was so easy to just be a crazy bastard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, this, well, maybe this podcast could just be like our launching off point to our own organized religion. Mm-hmm. We got to get the following first. Yeah. I think, Dan, you know, we talked about, you know, pre record about some potential advertising ideas, and maybe that's just what it is. We just got to get one, that one person with us, you know? And it doesn't need to be like a super high echelon person, you know, like they'll get those home loan commercials with like uh, Dick Buckus, you know, or um, the guy from uh, Good Times, you know, Dynamite. Robert Pattinson. We Mm -hmm. maybe get Robert Pattinson. He's weird enough. Nah, he's Batman now. We can't. He's he's out. He'll do the pod. Too too how, high up. How many years before he regrets taking Batman? Once he shows up for the sequel, like ah fuck. Starts having Twilight flashbacks. It's like why he's, he's probably just doing it and then he's gonna jump into like fifteen more independent weird movies. Yeah. It is you know like the episode of South Park when they start the dance crew? And he goes and he convinces the goth to join the group. Because the goth logic is like, if I don't join it, then I'm just being like you guys. So the cool thing here to do is to join it. Pattinson's just playing like Hollywood chess, man. I just want to know if they're going to do three and if they're just going to start it over again. Like how long before we just say enough is enough? and Like nobody shows up. I kind of want. I want to wait, and the fact that this one is three hours, and there exists a four-hour cut of it. Oh, who knows? Already, yeah. Goddamn Schumacher. Black and white Snyder cuts coming, dude. Is there really a four-hour version already? It was my understanding that he put together. A three-hour cut, and then a four-hour cut, and then the four-hour cut involves a whole subplot, and basically asks like WB, 
can I do this or am I waiting? And they said, like, let's wait. So we got the three-hour cut. I bought my tickets today. And, yeah, I did see that it was, like, two hours and 58. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Dune. I mean, hell, that was. Mm-hmm. It's too long. <laughs> Movies are too long now. No, they're not. I think it depends on the movie. A Batman movie, I want to be three hours. Dune, I want to be three hours. Action ah. USA, I want to be 87 minutes. <laughs> I could have watched I mean, another if, hour and a half of Dune. Yeah. I mean, if you told me, if you sat down and you were like, hey, they unearthed a five-hour cut of The Shining, I think I would be like, that's too long. <laughs> like, It's probably good that they cut it down. Chad and I did uh, Dismember the Alamo one year, and we're like, four movies. And like halfway through movie two, we were like, four movies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough up top chick chat. I'm sorry, Cron. (laughs) Yeah, we're watching a non-four-hour-long movie today, (laughs) and that's uh, Action USA. Uh, Guys, did you think this was action-packed enough to meet the requirements. I did have a running, have a running checklist of uh, macho mania uh, things in the movie. So, yeah, I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. Macho mania checklist. Uh, it's always good to, good to have a category where all the criteria isn't stipulated up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, let's see. We got... We got tits. Check mark. We got a pretty badass muscle car with NOS. Mm-hmm. Check, check. We got explosions. We got a bar fight. Explosions galore. Yeah. I mean, I will. S- I'm, I'm actually going to give Kron another one that, that Stone Cold did not have. So. All right. Keep your ears open, listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we just get into this thing? I think so. I think it's deserving of our... um, As I'd like to say, action. Yeah. All right. We start with a guy and his lady. They're driving down a road. Uh, He's in a Corvette. The plate says, Sleek One. Do you guys think just Sleek was taken? I just wanted to know how he... But see, I brought this up. Sleek. Yeah, I brought this up in uh, Unhinged, and you guys were like, "No, you got to have the six. <laughs> like that's why they add the one. So, what was his in Unhinged? It was like, it was the van was like. Oh, her, her name. Yes, the neighbor's name. Yeah, oh, but... <laughs> Ro- Rosie one. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the the badass words you come up with sleek like i don't know when i'm when i'm trying to come up with badass words i'm not like sleek i mean i kind of get it that car was sleek up until that giant fucking intake sticks out of your hood let me ask you this you're no longer when is the last time you've heard somebody use the word sleek 
It's been a while, huh? Uh, I was getting uh, a new pocket square and tie a few years ago to go to like a um, little fancy event, and I just have a black suit, and I asked the little kid at the uh, the men's department. I said, man, I need a little bit of color. And he like held up an orange thing and like a purple thing. And I vaguely remember him saying, like, yeah, man, that's sleek. Like held it out. So are there certain occupations where sleek is allowed? I think I think the last time I heard it was when uh, we all had to remove all the hair on our bodies for Pastor Koresh. Oh, you all are sleek. Yeah, mm-hmm. you kept saying you guys are real sleek. It's a faster it's way for into me. heaven. Sleek for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you're so aerodynamic, you're going to yeah. shoot well, right he, into he, heaven. He kept pointing up to that crucifix. <laughs> was like, is this sleek or not? I'm like, that's pretty sleek. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, hashtag coming your way, guys. Sleek, hashtag sleek for the Lord. Yeah, uh, hashtag sleek one if you're with us. Uh, anyway, this guy, they're driving down the road. Um, this guy's Corvette is tricked out, guys. It's got a giant engine that sticks out of the hood. It's got a custom paint. It's got some extra wheels on the back for when you go so fast the nose tilts up. This thing's a fucking dragster, I guess. But yet he does nothing with the car that a Honda Accord stock couldn't do. I don't know. I mean, he hits that NOS. He's how fast is he going? I'm sixty. There's a part of me I wanted to look this up that I feel like NOS would be detrimental if you're not going fast enough. Like, he doesn't get over 60 at all. Like, why? what justifies putting the NOS on? You don't know that. They don't show the speedometer. Cause they could have sold, but they show they, the rest of the world, and I I have spatial recognition. Like They probably slowed the footage down because he's going so fast. Uh, it would just okay. be a fucking right. blink, dude. I don't understand why they didn't put him on an interstate here. Like, why just neighborhood roads? Because you're shooting without a permit? Probably. That's the only thing I can think of. I'll cover it. Don't worry. All right, this guy, (laughs) he's drinking a beer while he's driving. That's how you know he's cool. infinite beer. Mm -hmm. It's a shiner buck. Uh, They stop briefly. He says, you ain't seen nothing yet. And guys, he fires open a NOS canister. What's that? Uh, nitrous oxide canister. <laughs> and now we're moving. We're weaving through traffic at 45. extremely high speeds. <laughs> 48 NPOV. Uh, as we've mentioned, we are not on the highway. We are on some back roads. And this guy is racing home because he's got to bang this chick. Super cool dude. Badass car. Regular ass house. <laughs> 
Uh, we finally arrive at a home. These two get out. And guys, this guy has a gun tucked into the back of his jeans. Another check for being cool. You got a gun, you're drinking while driving. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can uh, check off drinking and driving on the Macho macho Mania checklist, Karan. That's no. irresponsible. That's, Fuck that. Check it off. That's there's cool no, as hell. <laughs> I think being irresponsible is its own macho bingo slot, right? What did mm-hmm. what did this accomplish? Nothing. Uh, you got home super fast. You're about to bang, and you've already got a little bit of a buzz on. So you could have waited uh, to open the Shiner Buck until you got to your regular ass house. But Probably it tells you as the viewer, okay, this guy's got a badass, sleek car, a hot babe, so he's pretty badass. Then you see that gun and you go, Oh, he's a real badass. I didn't believe any of everything this. Everything you need to know. This is visual storytelling. I didn't believe any of it because it was at two PM. Also, I mean, honestly, no beer has ever tasted better than when those blue mountains hit me and I'm right behind the wheel of my truck. <laughs> Thank you, course. All right, these two Curse. get inside. They start making out. Uh, this lady gets naked before we even have her name or opening credits. So this one passes the Bechdel test, guys. <laughs> That's a check. Uh, These two, they start making love on the couch, and this guy is grinning from ear to ear, boys. I did not see that. I think he's got a buzz. What'd she Uh, say here? You're so bad. You're so bad. He tells her to get on top. She says, oh yeah, you're so bad. And then she says, damn, I missed you, which is really confusing because we've literally only ever seen these two together. Mm -hmm. I think he says, it's only been a week. You're so bad. Uh, So these two, they're going at it. Suddenly, two goons kick in the front door. Uh, Our hero says, hey, we can cut a deal. But they drag this guy outside and they punch this lady right in the face. (laughs) Shut up, bitch. Uh, They throw our hero in the trunk of the car. I'm calling him this because we've yet to get a name for Mm -hmm. anyone in the movie. So... Uh, Our lady, she goes out and she grabs a spare Porsche that's sitting in the driveway and decides to follow. That's a kit car, right? It looked like it had a a That's not a real... Yeah. That's a real fucking Porsche, dude. It's a fucking kit. How are you going to call that a kit car? By the just general appearance of it and its condition later on? And its inability to keep its doors closed? It's probably a kit car. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The goons, they get our hero. um, They get him to a helicopter. Helicopter takes off. Check. And they're just hanging this guy out of the helicopter, which looks fucking cool, all things considered. I don't think this was the biggest budget, but, I mean, some of these stunts look pretty decent. It was cool for the first two minutes of the 10 minutes that they hung this guy out of the helicopter. That was going to be, they definitely took a lot of footage and they loved every frame of it. 
I mean, you're hanging a guy out of a helicopter. You got to use it. Right. If we if we had made a movie in high school and we had access to a helicopter, that's all it would have been. Oh, I don't disagree. It would have been two minutes of plot followed by ten minutes of a guy hanging out of a helicopter. I would have said first the high school, now Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I would have put the two minutes in the middle. I would have started with the helicopter and then done a previously. You know, I would have yeah. Tarantino that shit so you can suck the viewer in. And honestly, if we had made it to Washington, D.C., we would have finished the job. <laughs> we would have been presidents. Not like all you dipshits on January 6th. <laughs> fucking botched it, dude. Get shit done, you fucking tourists. Uh, so down below, this Porsche is following along. Um... This guy's still dangling, and I think we finally get his name at at this point. Somebody calls him Billy Ray. So, there we go. Uh, There's some definite uh, Nolan-ish to the the audio with the beginning of this movie. It gets a lot better, but you you really can't understand anything being said. (laughs) Like, the mix of just the helicopter is so goddamn loud. Like, I get it. You're going to be yelling over the helicopter, but there's a reason we mix audio the way that we do. So it wasn't until second viewing where I was like, I have to watch with subtitles to understand what happened in the beginning. Uh, Finally, after, you know, flying this guy around for 10 minutes, they decide to let him go over a lake, which is pretty convenient. So let him go or does the one guy accidentally drop him? I thought he said something like he the, the bigger guy or some shit. Well, the bigger guy gives him shit later. He's like, if you wouldn't have dropped him, we wouldn't be chasing him right now. And again, I only know this because of subtitles. Yeah, I mean, maybe they let him go. I mean, after you've held a guy for ten minutes, you yeah, you're gonna drop him. That guy's only right? so buff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Billy Ray. Guy. Billy Ray, he swims out of the lake. Uh, the helicopter starts landing, but Our Lady in the Porsche picks Billy Ray up. Uh, the helicopter's out of gas. They got to set it down. <laughs> I've never seen this. Uh, our goons decide to stop a classic Mercedes and hijack the car. I like this guy that they hijack. He, I think he says, uh, you can't take this car. It's paid for. It's paid for. Yeah. So we yeah. cut over to... My what? thought was like, if I'm watching a guy land a helicopter and then walk at me with a handgun, I don't know if I'm just sitting there in park watching, you know? <laughs> well, I guess you can't go forward, though, right? They're blocking the road. Yeah, but my car has reversed because it's a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, but you're trying to take your girl out to the Denny's or something, and <laughs> it's literally the next doesn't, road up. Doesn't mean I'm not on guard. Uh, <clears throat> Billy Ray hops in the Porsche. Uh, this is a great, great bit of dialogue here where she basically says, uh, who are those guys that are after you? Don't ask me that. I can't tell you. Well, at least tell me what they're after. Believe me, you don't want to know. 
they want something and they think I know where it is. Believe me, the less you know, the better. Where are we going? An old ranch, Circle D. <laughs> Uh, Billy Ray at this point also talks a lot about falling into a, wor a world of snow and ice. I didn't write this down initially because I was like, oh, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> but uh, this is important for later in the movie. Uh, our bad guys have instantly caught up to this Porsche. So I guess this is our confirmation that it's a kit car. If you can't outrun a Mercedes, then <laughs> what are you even doing? But our bad guys, they catch up. They start shooting at our couple. Um, R2, they race into a parking garage. Real missed opportunity to launch right off the top of this thing. Yeah. I've played enough GTA to know. That there's, there's a ramp a, at the top of it. <laughs> there's a ramp at the top of every parking garage. Quick exit. Yeah, in this, you definitely see the... Uh, like, we've got the shot, we're going to use it with the first person, like, throughout the garage. Like, they go, like, three fucking levels up and start doing figure eights and shit. Like, it gets a little, like, yeah, this is cool. Now move on to the next thing. Uh, we do move on, because our two, they race out of the parking garage. We take a real sharp turn, and this lady almost goes flying right out of the car. Hits her ass on the uh, ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's uh, looking like a clown with your ass on the ground. Getting some real mud flaps. <laughs> if my ass hits the ground in a speeding, I'm done for the day. How embarrassing if she had left skid marks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a Sharpie at my butt. Uh, her door's left wide open, and the goons ram it in their car, so we break that door right off the car. What kind of movie is this? Uh, this chase that we're watching causes a big traffic accident, and we're now driving on the sidewalk, which honestly kind of seemed shoehorned in, like there's no purpose for it besides <laughs> we can get some cool shots here. What's he say? Uh, guess I'm going window shopping? Mm-hmm. Also, and the only reason I bring this up is we talked about this with CGI before. You can see the skid marks from like the previous takes on the sidewalk, super clear, especially with the 4K version that I watched. Um, and it made me think of the uh, George Miller quote, like when talking about Mad Max Fury Road, like I want to do as much as I can in camera. Like to me, CGI you use CGI to take out the skid marks or the track marks from the previous take. That's what you use CGI for. So I appreciate this movie for its stunts and all the shit that they've, you know, they managed to pull off in camera, especially this guy hanging from this ladder that he's about to knock out. Yeah. So we do see them kind of, they knock out a ladder. There's a guy hanging from, you know, some scaffolding, Few people are having to jump out of the way of a of a Porsche kit car hurling right at them. Uh, we come to a vehicle incident. It looks like a bus and an RV have gotten into a fender bender. There's also a tow truck, which 
Move that truck. I got work to do. The back part of it is not touching the pavement at all, though. So if you were to actually take this thing, you would die, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not what happens. Uh, they're coming up to this crash. They see that this tow truck is positioned perfectly, so uh, they fly right towards it. The Porsche jumps over this bus, this RV, but there's a whole line of cars on the other side, um, and they kind of crash into all that. This car is no Plagor. Plagor would no. have made that fucking jump. Plagor. Now, Plagor. Do you think that they thought it was going to make the jump and it didn't and they had to use it? That's interesting because I was going to say I appreciate the fact that they botch it. I think it's cool that it fucks up. It's it's totally possible. Because I'm like, out of all the things that we just went through, like this is where, like this is how it ends. Yeah. You think they were just writing this as they went? I just kind of felt like, oh, they totally thought it was going to make it, and it didn't, and then they were like, oh, I guess we need to write something in here. I think I was too obsessed with the German tourist that's in the little pushing match. Do you guys notice like when he shows up later? You recall that callback? The German nope. tourist does? There's like two. Okay, so there's there's the school bus and then the tow truck and then uh-huh. there's a line of cars. Like there's some fender bender or whatever. There's like two German tourists. There's one wearing like yeah, that's right. these like tie-dye lederhosen and the hat and then a very like blonde oh. looking one. And they're like yeah. having a pushing match. They are in the bar later. Oh. Like oh, they're yeah, sitting cause... at the bar. Yeah. Because he says something and they kind of look. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I really didn't notice them at this vehicle incident, but I definitely noticed them at the bar. Right. And I was like, what the hell is this in here for? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this Porsche crashes uh, the Mercedes. It actually goes right through the RV, which I guess must have been a rolling meth lab because it instantly (laughs) blows up. Got a few of those. Uh, these goons, they drag Billy Ray and his girl out of the car and load them into the Mercedes. You can't say uh, shit about the modern generation of people. People like people would just pull out their phones now. <laughs> they would just film it. They wouldn't even help. Not a single one of these people helps. Nope. They just watch this car wreck and then watch these goons fucking kidnap these people. There's a lot of, like, background people just standing and watching, like, what's going on in Waco, Texas that day. (laughs) They stand and watch, or they're terrible. They get involved in the wrong ways. I think these are actual just civilians, like, looking like, what the fuck? Because you can see some people standing, like, in the background. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, honestly, in the reality of this movie, though, they're probably, like, we're going to see all of these people five or six more times because, you know, it's like Texas is a giant fucking state, but like for as big as Texas is, our heroes and the villains are always uh, about a 15th of a mile away from each other. (laughs) Yeah. 
like the the way this movie depicts Texas, it looks like it's the size of my backyard. <laughs> uh, let's see. So these these goons, they've drug them out. They've got them in their car in the Mercedes. Um, they're driving them along, but the goons they stop on a back road. Uh, they drag Billy Ray out of the car. They say, "Eat lead, fucker." Uh, Billy Ray in his last gasp of life yells motherfucker it's pretty good I mean Mm -hmm. that's what you want out of an old action movie right yeah Yeah. it's it's great that he had that last bit of energy considering how much he he jumps backwards (laughs) post post getting shot in the chest Falling out of a helicopter, hanging in a helicopter for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. upside down, car car chase. I just do love all of the work they put into a lot of these stunts, and then they just ask this guy, all right, when the squib goes off, just jump backwards. Like, you can't hook up a wire or something to make this a little bit more Tom Cruise believable? Like, No, because we paid extra for this Mercedes that they're driving around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wrecked the Porsche, dude. We don't have the, we don't yeah. have the money in the budget to yank you with a wire. Uh, but Billy Ray yells out, "They they kill this guy." So that's the end of Billy Ray. Um, the goons they take off. Our lady, she kind of takes off running, but another car pulls up. Uh, these new guys, they're in hot pursuit of this woman. They tackle her to the ground. Uh, the guy yells out, calm down, I'm with the FBI. I'm Clay Osborne, and I'm here to help you. Check. Uh, and Clay Osborne is the same actor that we saw in Stone Cold. Yeah, so. he, he was AWOL from the uh, the Gulfport Brotherhood branch. Brotherhood. Great, so he, he, great eyes, man. We didn't really talk about it in Stone Cold, but you really see him. These, he's got full pouty lips and these bright blue eyes. Such a great look. I don't know why they didn't. Well, I guess Stone Cold was after this, so he didn't learn how to fly a helicopter till then. <laughs> hmm. The, yeah. The, well, I guess he does have like a like a field jacket on this entire movie, so. Mm-hmm. This must have been what he was up to between being in the service and doing whatever he does in Stone Cold. Solid TV career. What was he in? Just, always um, Sunny. Yeah, he's Max Dad well, and yeah, Always Sunny. Yeah. But he just he just had like a huge run on Bosch. So, because he's got one of those faces that bones his like emotional problems. Like the girl from Pinocchio's Revenge, like it's like super empathy. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I feel really bad for him. I don't know what it is, and I was like, I gotta look this guy up and make sure he's had a good career. And I was like, oh yeah, he's just solid working career. Like he he wants for nothing, and then just spent the last ten years on Bosch. Like good for him. Working actor, man. Yeah, I mean, there's more famous people that have more embarrassing movies under their belt. Than Action USA, so. I mean, he's got two pretty sweet, like, 
Stone Cold and Action USA. Yeah. Within two years. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe somebody else is ballsy enough to pick another of his movies. Ooh, oh, man. Whoa. Bro- be- oh, brother. That would be insane. We'll s- hey, listener. Stay tuned. Just wait. You're, uh, so this, this, You're so bad. This, this is going to be the episode you want to listen all the way through to see what Bones picks. For the first time ever, somebody mm-hmm. makes it to the end. You're going to want to get on top. What is this actor's name? Gregory Scott Cummins. I want to give him a proper shout out. We'll tweet at him. Okay. Uh, this lady, she's freaking out. Osborne, he slaps her right in the face. Knocks her out. Can you blame Os- him? <laughs> like, he's he's done everything he needs to do. He did identify himself. He showed a badge. I mean, yeah. I don't... I don't, Your options are you gotta, gone. Yeah. I don't blame this lady at all. Because how many fucking Ugh. times is she kidnapped in this movie? Like nine fucking times. She's like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, f- I don't blame her now. After this incident, I... R- well, we'll get to it. I kind of blame her at the country western bar. Oh, <laughs> you got fucking hell. <laughs> we'll uh, get there. We'll get yeah. there. Right. Kar- karaoke's a killer, man. <laughs> All right. So the FBI, they've picked this lady up. Uh, they're driving her around. She's. They tell her that she's not under arrest. Um, all of this is for her own protection. These guys will let her know that she saw murder. The guys who, who did the murder know it. Um, and basically they're going to try to get her onto a flight shortly and get her to safety. Uh, she finally introduces herself. (laughs) May I jump in here? Kyle? Yeah. Kron? Hello? Yeah. What's up? I just want to say one thing. I have one point to make. This is uh, Bernie Sanders. This is concerning putting a woman in witness protection. All right. Okay. You must provide a woman with adequate shelter and food and new clothing. Well, in this an is, ideal world. This is the responsibility I mean, of the federal government, and I think 90% of the American people would agree. Bernie, why are you giving up all the fucking witness protection shit? People don't need to know that. It's called witness protection. More people would be in witness protection if it wasn't for the 1%. Not wanting to pay their fair share for people in witness protection. No, man. Snitches get stitches for being punk-ass bitches. That's how that works. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's also like, uh, you know, maybe that's how they do things up in, uh, I don't know. Delaware. Delaware, or Massachusetts, or I'm from, wherever the I'm, hell you're from. I am from Vermont. Rhode Island. I'm oh, from yeah, Vermont. Vermont. That's right. Uh, but this this is a test. In Vermont, we know how to treat women that are personally put in the witness protection. Yeah. Because they know the location of of diamonds. Like I said, this is a Texas movie. I mean, you can't expect... Last I checked, I I don't know geography of Texas that well, but it was part of the United States. Yeah, you're basically in Mexico at that point, though. We're lucky this lady even has speaking parts in this movie. What I find 
totally offensive is that the federal government did not provide this woman with a brazier the entire movie. Well, she uh, refused. With, with the exception of this woman choosing to she not refused. wear a She refused. She refused. And I wonder yeah. why. Also, because it's too also, hot? Because of climate change? I mean, Mr. Sanders, you're you're killing the vibe, dude. You, I mean... We don't need to be given what is more macho than providing BS BS. The real question is, are you going for 2024 or what? I will easily live to 130 years old. I believe it. That ice cream up there in Vermont must just keep me young, man. Yeah. That maple syrup. Pistachio ice cream you're eating. Uh, How's the pistachio ice cream up there in, uh, Connecticut. The people of Vermont and their ice cream game, it's untouchable. Untouchable. All right. All right. Speaking of, speaking of Brian De Palma, perhaps, yeah. maybe my favorite filmmaker. I don't know. You like De Palma? I love De Palma. I feel like... I also DePalma. love... Uh, no, you're such a pervert. French New Wave and uh, Indonesian movies that make no sense. I'm a complicated yeah. figure. I feel like De Palma is uh, directly against everything you stand for. <laughs> I can separate art. What I can't separate is a woman from a bazir without her consent. You understand? Consent, consent, we know, yes. Okay, I must go now because the American people need me. All right, Bernie, thanks like for stopping by. I'd like to remind you that you could have had me. You fuckers could have had me twice. I, I voted for you. All right. Sleepy Joe. You heard it here. It's an okay show. Bye. <laughs> You're on the Sleepy Joe thing. Oh, I guess he's gone. But Ladies and gentlemen, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Ted Cruz would show up for this one. But... Yeah, it's... he's on vacation, man. Yeah. T- <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz had to fly down to Cabo to <laughs> ride out the winter. So <laughs> I don't think any of us are slimy enough to pull that off. All right, this lady, she I, finally introduces herself. Me, uh, we might be a good 20 me, minutes into this movie. Booth. I like it. like your booth. <laughs> it's doing a little lizard. Call my wife fat, please. It's me. It's Cancun Ted. Hey. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even use suntan lotion because my scales just don't burn. Look at my snake skin cowboy boots. Well, that you, yeah, you go to Cancun once a year to shed, right? <laughs> don't act like you've never witnessed the lizard people live their life that they were meant to live. Well, it's like once you shed, you have to be somewhere for two weeks because your skin isn't, it's so new that you're mm-hmm. like a fucking egg. You I never, mean, you never understand what the hot sun in a uh, super nice, so cold Modelo or a mojito will do to you. I haven't I'm going to cut the Bernie Sanders bit and just weeks. extend this for 10 minutes. All right, two senators on today's show. <laughs> Opposite you, sides of the aisle. Have you aisle, ever seen his machine gun bacon bit? Ted Cruz's. No. Yeah, it is the lamest God shit. Damn it. Okay. 
they wrap like uncooked bacon around the barrel of like a machine gun. Does he eat it once they yeah, shoot? Yeah, like, they like shoot the shit. Yeah, they'll shoot like a whole, you know, magazine. Oh, it almost almost turns me on more than incest porn. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. All right, so this lady's Carmen. Uh, <laughs> the driver, he introduces himself. His name is Panama. So finally, we at least know everyone's name. This is a good start. Yeah. What are uh, we, let's, 60 minutes in? Yeah, that's, uh, well, we're like 20. I would say like 20 minutes in. <laughs> Meeting all the people that are going to take up the next hour of this film. Uh, so our FBI guys, they realize that they've missed their flight. Where's Carmen? She's in the car. We better get her something to eat. Can you it's imagine of- if Die Hard opened at the Christmas party for 20 minutes and then John McClane showed up? Like you that, can't. right? It would like s- that still be awesome, probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this would be amazing. But if it was just Holly dealing with office politics for 20 minutes, like, I, I don't know. You get some of that, though. You get some Christmas party. There's that guy that's, like, trying to do blow in her office or something. and Right, but that's once he showed up. Yeah, but he's just kind of, like, he, that's where he's doing the thing where he's making the balls with his feet. Like, it's, <laughs> the first 20 minutes of Die Hard are not that exciting. No, but I'm saying you start with your heroes. Like, this movie, like, you don't even have, like, parallel, the heroes are trying to find her. And she's in this situation. It's just this crazy, chaotic situation, and they just happen to drive by the accident that happens. Like it, they we happen get, upon her. They're not seeking her out. It doesn't seem. We get pulled in by how fucking badass Billy Ray is with this fucking sweet Corvette, drinking Shinerbach, fucking this chick, and then all of a sudden you, you just take us, take them away from us. Mm-hmm. It's like we've got to reset. Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we followed Hero A for a while, which was Billy Ray, (laughs) and now we're on to the B squad of heroes. Right. All right, so where are we on this It's the FBI. Uh, We cut over to our goons. They're going through a locker and find a jockstrap that says, Eat Me Frankie on it. Nice. Uh, this is when they realize they need to go after this girl. I guess because the lead on the locker has turned into nothing. So, Kron, I will ask at this moment: uh, Do we actually really ever know what the fuck Billy Ray did? I she, think you don't need to know. He he's, can't. he's involved in this whole diamond thing. Okay, I I know that, but... I think he stole the diamonds. Like, he has the diamonds. Yeah, but who was Billy Ray to these dudes? I I think he was, like, the the go-between, right? I thought he was giving them to hide them to give to this other person. And I only... Because Cameron Mitchell, unlike the third time you see him when he's sitting on the couch... He's just going on about like Pangea and Marco and all these other people that I can deal with. So I think he was supposed to like sell them or buy them. I, yeah, I think he was an in between. 
I don't recall anything about he stole them. Because they do ask like where they where where's it at where's it at where's it at. Yeah, I th- I think what's important was Billy Ray was the guy with the diamonds. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. I I yeah. I don't know how he's involved. Like that is incidental to the plot of this movie. <laughs> it's also incidental, and the FBI guys very rarely say anything about wanting to capture the higher ups or bust anybody. It really is just like, where's the diamonds? Yeah. Just like Billy Ray is the guy in Pulp Fiction that has the briefcase. Like, yeah. The Jerry Seinfeld looking guy. Yeah. It's not important how he, how he got it or why he has it, but he's got it. All right. So, uh, we cut over to our three. Uh, they're basically asking Carmen, are you sure that Billy Ray didn't say anything about diamonds or a shipment from Frankie Navarro? Uh, she can't remember anything like that. Maybe take a shower and wash the blood <laughs> off your face and hands before you're touching like hotel whites. You say that, but as soon as she showers, she gets covered in blood again. <laughs> so, That's true, which I, girl... guess, I guess is the next morning. This lady is a blood sponge. I mean, <laughs> she brings it on herself. Uh, I just couldn't have... fucking believe that. Like they, they is, there's just so much blood on her, and she has that pillow in her her lap, and she's just like, I don't know anything. God damn, manners. Uh, these two FBI guys, they realize that they've lost their lead. Uh, they ask Carmen again. Uh, did Billy Ray happen to say anything unusual? She says, he's he was weird. He's crazy. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that would drive you around in a Camaro full of NOS and take you back and bang you with a gun in his trousers. He was so bad. He was so bad. It said she was, uh, she was getting down with him, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's still a weird guy, I mean. <laughs> Aren't we all? We cut over to a police Most sheriff. guys who live at the end of a cul-de-sac are pretty weird, I find. Oh, man. <laughs> That's I live at the end of a cul-de-sac. I know both of you. I live at the end of a cul-de-sac. Yeah. You're just fucking mad at your American dream. <laughs> fucking lost hey, it years ago, dude. Let me tell you something, though. I keep my end of the cul-de-sac weird as hell. <laughs> Do you have motorcycles on both sides of you? Yeah. Or, okay. Just, the whole street is aligned with motorcycles. Uh, we cut over this police sheriff. He's talking to the FBI. Uh, and, he, and I don't know what they're saying, but this sheriff is just like, hey, where'd you stay last night? Which, if you're the FBI, that should seem pretty suspect, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I think that's the second or third thing they teach you. Don't yeah. shell, don't tell shady sheriffs where you've been. Uh, but this sheriff, he asked that question, and apparently they're just like, we're at the town motor lodge right now. <laughs> so uh, this sheriff, he hangs up. He instantly picks up the phone and calls Frankie. Uh, he lets Frankie know, well, we, we cut over to Frankie, who's in a jacuzzi with a couple ladies. Mm-hmm. 
B movie master Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm. This guy routinely shows up to set in a jacuzzi or behind smoke a, desk. a cigar. Yeah. yeah, set behind a desk. Cuss. So he, literally, all he does. I think Bruce Willis is trying to become Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys get the sense that uh, Cameron Mitchell was added way later? Yeah, maybe. Like, they just kind of shot all of his stuff in <laughs> two hours. Yeah, there was a part of me that thought that maybe that initial call went to the, the, like the head FBI guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and they sort of, like, later realized, like, shit, we should probably actually show this Frankie guy that we keep talking about. I don't know. So we're at the jacuzzi. Uh, this is Frankie. He's yelling at this broad, don't get suds all over my cigar. Uh, the sheriff reports over to him, hey, they're at the town motor lodge. Frankie yells, you better be right. Uh, Carmen finally gets a night shower in. Thank God, because... But is it a night shower, though? Yeah, it's Because it feels like the next morning. Because it's bright outside when the dude busts through the window. Well, that's just how long she showered. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's like a good four-hour soak she's taken. Uh, Our FBI guys are basically just kind of talking about how shitty their job is through this part of the movie. (laughs) They get like a crappy pension and a crappy mattress to sleep on every night. I think Uh, these are the best scenes with them. mm -hmm. Like when they just get to riff and hang out. I don't think they're a bad, like, buddy cop duo. No. I thought they were... It's like I would watch a sequel to whatever they would put these dudes through. I, I I don't think the shortcomings are their performances or their charisma. So it's just I mean this is two years after Die Hard, and you have a crazy white guy with a mullet and a jacket, and then a old black guy in a suit. You know. Mm-hmm. Formula fucking works for a reason, dudes. It's a classic setup. Uh, Carmen, she's out of the shower. She walks over to the window, and the FBI is like, "Don't open that!" But she instantly <laughs> Why? opens it. Uh, and this goon jumps right through the window. These FBI guys, they open fire on him take him down yeah uh let's see once they've got him out of the way they basically start shooting their way out of the hotel uh and into their car once they're in the car our other goon starts giving chase uh they're coming up onto a dead end uh our fbi guys they decide to jump it they instantly go over this ravine. Just turn left. Just turn left. There's a there's another street right there. Nah. I mean, we've we've talked about how small Texas is in this movie. It's kind of like if you don't make it past this, then 
you're never unlocking the next map. It's like the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the FBI, they jump this ravine. Our goon, who's, who's in hot pursuit, he tries to stop, but that doesn't work, and he flips his car over. This car instantly explodes. <laughs> uh, and this guy gets out of the car. He's on fire. He's burning up. So this is our second explosion in this movie. Mm-hmm. For no apparent reason, things will just randomly explode in Action USA. Karan, I will give you that in this movie, you got <clears throat> people on fire is uh, mm-hmm. added to the macho mania meter there. You guys think this was a good burn? Better than uh, Savage Streets? Yeah. Yeah. Death Wish 3 has a pretty fucking boss one, though, too. Yeah, but you can see that that lady's covered in that gel. Yeah. I guess we don't have another? a lot of movies that have people on fire, huh? Yeah. It's this a difficult weird. stunt, dude. That's weird. Of the shit that we cover. You think that'd be one of the cheaper stunts, right? So it's a guy on fire. Mm. I don't know, dude. At the end of the day, you got to convince somebody to be on fire. <laughs> that's a that's a tough sell. Oh, Maniac Cop 2. It's got a good one. When they light him on fire at the end and he jumps off and into the bus. Yeah, that's right. That's the... I think that might be the best looking one. That one has the benefit of being at night. I feel like a lot of the other ones are during the day. Like this one is super fucking bright outside (laughs) and you can't really see all the shit. The death wish three, when you're right, like they come out of those stairs and it's pretty fucking obvious that they're wearing like a NASCAR jumpsuit. Listen, man, I'll fucking do the burn, but I ain't working past 8 PM. I got a wife and the kids at home. Okay. Big Brother's on tonight. Uh, so this guy, he burns up. Frankie's on the phone. Uh, basically calls these people a bunch of fucking amateurs. He's going to send in for some heavy weight here. Is this where he's working from the treadmill? I think so. While there's a party going on, like a Boogie night style pool party? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Frankie's bringing in a heavy hitter. We cut over to an airport. Uh, <clears throat> this guy basically says, "Why movie's did Frankie... going now, dude? Movie's on now." Well, why did Frankie sin for a heavyweight like Draco? Uh, we see a plane, and that plane kind of pulls forward, and behind it is a tiny plane. And the guy gets out of it, and. Basically just picks up the back of his aircraft and parks it himself. Uh, Draco's got on a white duster, a cowboy hat, big belt buckle, and some cowboy boots. I'm not saying this guy's not strong, but it is also one of the smallest airplanes. I've ever seen in my life. Like, have you guys you guys ever seen Octopussy? Whoa, whoa. Hey, careful. Hey. Uh, hey. The, hey. Bond, the Bond Octopussy? Roger no, Moore? I- no, I have not. Okay. It's not considered one of the best 
cold opens, but it's one of my favorite. Might be my favorite Roger Moore. And that reminded me of, of that, the size of this little micro machines airplane. I will say, Kron, you do knock off mullet here and duster. I mean, are you saying that you could just lift up a plane and move it? I could lift up that little tiny thing. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's what I was trying not to take away that the guy wasn't a tough dude. But I think the whole point of the airplane is to try to keep it as light as possible. So all the hardware and shit is up front. He just he picks up the back and turns it like 15 degrees to kind of park it. It's definitely a one man aircraft. It's a it's like a Red Bull <laughs> trick airplane, you know. It's like I, I see these airplanes in the commercials, but where are they doing this? Why isn't I'm I've never like there's no mon- like monster truck radio ads. You guys ever heard those? Yeah. I don't know how familiar you guys are with with those. Um Playgor. Playgor. Like I, I never see that for Red Bull airplane or airplane competitions. I never where, see that on. Where Ticket are they Master. doing these? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't see. Okay. Uh, I came across drone racing the other day. It was weird. It seems monotonous. It was dumb. I was like, this. They're just this, droning on this, and on and on. This is a sport. I think Draco's just flying in so he can enter the Flutog competition. <laughs> Built a big uh, fucking rubber duck that he's going to launch off a ramp into the <laughs> Chesapeake Bay or something. In Texas, is small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, let's. I mean, there's probably like a lake called Chesapeake Bay in Texas, I'm sure. So you're probably right, Kron. That's just the first body of water I could think of. Uh, he's going to launch into the Rio Grande. Bones, punch that in where I said Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> Give me a clean Rio Grande. He's going to put. <laughs> Rio he's going to launch Grand. into the Rio Grande. We're going to leave a little gap here for an mm-hmm. edit. And uh, this guy says, that's quite an outfit. Draco says, have you heard of Rome? This guy says, what? He says, when I'm in Texas, I dress like a Texan. This guy says, yes, sir. Let's go. Draco says the hill drive. This guy says, you got to be careful. This thing's really hot. Draco says, so am I. He's looking hot as hell, I gotta admit. All right, does he mean that this car is fast or is this car stolen? Or is it going to overheat? It's a little of all. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's a little of all three. Okay. Uh, As soon as Draco and the boys leave the airport, the FBI pulls right up. Damn it. Fuck. Welcome to the tiny town of Texas. The script didn't call for it. They just were like, let's just shoot these literally right back, back to back. Like the camera's already set up. Why don't you guys just whip around? Still rolling. Hurry up. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I honestly think this guy was like, I got this really good idea, but I, I got to have my heroes and my villains next to each other at all times. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they can't just be in different parts of the state. They got to interact with each other. <clears throat> the FBI learns that the flights, they're all booked up. The next flight isn't until 9.30 on Monday morning. You can take the reservation, but you can't keep the reservation. <laughs> and this lady who's working at the airport, she must deal with the FBI all the time because this guy's showing her, her ba- his badge. She is unfazed by any of this. Mm-hmm. She's uh, the daughter of the lady that runs the bar. I was going to say, <laughs> these guys love flashing FBI. Like, it's not a secret. Oh, I would. If I had that mm-hmm. FBI badge, fuck. I'd be pulling through Carl's Jr. Hey, I'm in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Just give me the order from the car behind me. <laughs> I mean, I go through Carl's Jr. in the government car. I wonder what people think. Do you flash your badge? I don't have my badge. That's good. It means the government's putting money back into the community. Which I'm told should be a priority of every local government. Bernie, Bernie. fuck off, dude. Sorry. You get get around, Bernie. Jeez. Welcome to hell, Bernie. (laughs) Uh, All right. The liberal communists come. (laughs) I like the idea of Bernie trying to sell the Hellraiser on socialism. Now, let me get this straight. You find Bang to be pleasurable. You're giving, a, the, you're giving away crack pipes. <laughs> I think the Cenobites would be down for socialism. They seem like a real equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, you open the box, you get what you get. I mean, there's no favoritism amongst the Cenobites, so... All right, the FBI, they figure out that they need to take Carmen to Oklahoma. Um, They'll have some agents waiting there, and this kind of gives us our thrust for the rest of the movie. They're trying to get this lady from Texas to Oklahoma. Why couldn't they just take her to, like, Dallas? That was my question, was why just get get on another flight? Like, okay, we got to get out of this general area. Can you get me on a flight? somewhere else and then I'll come back it's probably closer to go to Oklahoma than Dallas at this point mm-hmm. no it is not you have to pass Dallas to get to Oklahoma depending on what part of Texas you're in you're in yeah. Waco Texas I don't know the geography of yeah. Texas do <laughs> Jesus what are you guys? they started in Waco are they still in Waco they're always in Waco. Look at the map. You got to go past Dallas to get to Waco. I don't yeah, even know how big Texas is. I think we talked about this before. I don't know the shape of Oklahoma. Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. I explain the Henry. shape of Oklahoma and Old Henry. Can you explain the shape of Texas? All right. The shape of Texas is it's got. A little top hat at the top. I was thinking top hat too. I'm glad you said top hat. Then it's got kind of a nose. Then it kind of comes down. Then it's got kind of a shaft. 
and then it goes up a little. Whoa, whoa, little yeah. Hand. I, I think it's m- it more of a fupa. Yeah, it's got kind it's of like a, less of a shat. It's more like a because the east side has like a little, you know, the uh, turkey. Yeah, that that's, thing. that's a good date. Yeah, let's say uh, what do they call it? The gobbler? gobbler, goblet, gobbler. Yeah, it's a top hat and a goblet and like a fupa. Or like a it, Hank Hill concave bat, uh, butt. I go top hat, pointed nose to a gobbler. <laughs> to kind of a left hand. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, literally, the Texas in this movie could fit into a shoebox. So mm-hmm. I don't know why we're even arguing about how big the state is. I'm just saying you have to get to Dallas to get to Oklahoma, which Dallas would seem like a better option for a bigger FBI operation. (laughs) But they're the special diamond unit of the FBI. Watch me be wrong about this. It's Oklahoma City, right? And that where um, What's-His-Nuts blew up in the 90s? Timothy McVeigh? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who apparently loved Bad Company Stone by Cold. Bad Company, Off the oh. Record Company, Bad Company. <laughs> Who loved this podcast. <laughs> He's dead, I thought, isn't he? I don't know. Danny will correct us. Yep, our his, our historian. Danny Duck, he'll correct us. Uh, so the FBI and Carmen, they stop over at a diner for some food. Uh, Carmen asked Panama, how'd you get that nickname? And Osborne says, I've been trying to get that out of him for three years. What a partner. Cut back. Well, you got to play some stuff close to the chest, Dan. I mean. Yeah, but your name is not one of them. Three years? Come on. I can see like three weeks. I'd been like, well, your parents were huge Van Halen fans. I mean, old Henry didn't tell his son for 15 years his (laughs) real name. Come on. That was a a way bigger secret than what, (laughs) why we call Panama Panama. Well, I mean. (laughs) Which is fucking funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're looking back on the distant past, though, dude. I mean. Who knows what Panama could have become? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what she became. We cut over to Draco and the goons. They're at the same restaurant. <laughs> Who would have thought? They're literally just standing on the other side of a wall. <laughs> that you could see uh, through. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of some... Lattice work of wood. I mean, this is why you call Draco in, right? He's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can sniff these people out. He got to the restaurant first. He knew where they were going. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was like Jack Reacher. that wall before they walked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so they're kind of killing some time while these people are eating. Draco... And this one goon are going where going over where they've been in prison. Forgive me, is it Draco or Drago? Like Drago. Like Geo. Well, I think it's spelled 
D-R-A-G-O. Okay. But as I was watching the movie, all of it sounded like they were saying Draco. Did okay. you hear Drago? I think maybe Drago. because I was looking at the subtitle, I was just connecting Drago. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm saying Draco. Draco, because that's how they pronounce it. But if you look at the credits at the end of the movie, it is spelled Drago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Carmen can really put this food away. She's eating everybody's meal. Her own, stealing food off everybody's plate. She's really tucking in. This is very rarely a characteristic in a movie um, that I enjoy. Like the too. It's not, no, it has nothing to do with the women. It's the laissez-faire. Like, what are you worried about? Blah, blah, blah. Are you going to eat that? Are you going to eat that pickle? It's like, I don't want to shit my pants while we're driving from Waco to Dallas to Dallas to Oklahoma City. I just checked a map. You could go through Fort Worth and avoid Dallas to get <laughs> from Waco to Oklahoma. But you have to go past Dallas to get to Waco. Am I right? Well, the the real question is, is can you get from Waco to Oklahoma City without going through Dallas? Yes. You would have to pass the distance of what Dallas was from Waco to Dallas. Is going to to around Oklahoma passing. City. No, because you got Missouri, right. you got Oklahoma, you got Texas. You have to drive whoa, whoa, Dan, through Texas Dan, to get to Oklahoma. Dan, we are not on top of Oklahoma. <sighs> they're on the bottom of us because they're shit. They're a power bottom. <laughs> We better not say that because the boss is from Oklahoma. He might kick our asses. These three, they get up. Draco says, hey, the quails are moving. Let's hunt. Well, th- and this is after the prison back the prison and forth. Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's how we all became friends. Mm-hmm. Merle Haggard. Fucking Johnny Cash. Fucking Trace Atkins. Well, David Koresh, man. Well, honestly, ours was like corn, tool, slipknot. And then it changed Death to tones. Uh, John Fastenow. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Cameron Mitchell. Uh, all right. So FBI is paying for their meal and Carmen instantly just gets grabbed, gets grabbed by Draco. She has to fart, (laughs) right? That's the, uh, you go ahead and pay the bill. I'm going to step outside real quick. I'm going to fart. Well, she was putting food away like a Clydesdale. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm (laughs) pretty sure she's fucked up her stomach at this point. Hey man, we're anti-horse podcast, man. Come on. Yeah, but they can eat. You can't yeah. take that away from them. <laughs> facts is facts, dude. <laughs> Wasteful beings, creatures. Uh, so Draco, he's dragging her out of the out of the building. Uh, they drive off with her. Draco says he's got to call Frankie. Uh, this other goon, he kind of starts feeling Carmen up with his gun for some reason. Ugh. He's not. He's not like grabbing her, but. He's just kind of like uh, tracing her body with his gun. Mm-hmm. 
real disturbing. Yeah. I will say that it's his best acting, and it's like the worst of what you should be acting at. Uh, she puts on a real Texas accent, says she loves a real man. She's been a bad girl. You're so bad. So bad. She goes in for a kiss, but this guy's a real pl- a real pro. He says, don't play me, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of tries the exact same stunt on the driver <laughs> who has... Yep. It's the quiet learned. stoic types that are the real men, right? Yep, but he's learned from the previous interaction, and he repeats, don't play me, sweetheart. Uh, Carmen asks Draco exactly what it is that he does. He says, me? I bury people, bitch. (laughs) I love (laughs) that line. I love that fucking line. Good line. Good line. Uh, So these three, they're kind of... or. All the goons and Carmen, they're kind of milling around, but wouldn't you know it, the FBI instantly shows up. <laughs> they have also driven uh, two miles down the road to where these guys parked. FBI ruins everything. What This is like under an underpass or overpass. Sorry. Like it's like an alley. What? This seems like a random ass parking lot behind a, you know, Bush Stadium. I, uh, well, I think what I think the restaurant they were at was at the end of a cul-de-sac, so there's only one way to go. Okay, okay. I mean, I did see in the background a gray F-250, and I think a guy was harassing a lady in a car. Well, he's having a tough time. All right. Hey, he might have just got he, laid he off. Could, he just couldn't get a courtesy uh, courtesy tap. <laughs> it was light, quick, friendly. Uh, Draco. She just had to apologize. Draco gets hit by a bullet, and we're in a full-on shootout at this point. The FBI, luckily... Sorry, what do you guys think of these actors' gun skills? (laughs) Terrible. They each act like like this Stone Cold. Like, they forgot, like... Especially uh, our main dude. He is, like, constantly... I don't think anybody reloaded in this movie at all. The one guy reloaded his magazines in the hotel room. Like eight times. Yeah. Well, whenever they were shooting, that's when I realized uh, none of these people are actually from Texas (laughs) because they would have known how to work those guns a Mm -hmm. little bit better. Hollywood liberal slime. Uh, the FBI recovers Carmen. Uh, these goons, they're they're kind of left there. They realize, hey, this guy, he took the keys. Uh, this goon is named Lucky, and he says, do you want me to hotwire it? The other guy says, no, we'll push it. And then it's like, you hotwire this motherfucker right now. <laughs> Fucking start yelling at this guy. Is this the? Is this where he says, "Where'd you get this fucking guy?" He says he's doing the best he can. <laughs> like he steps so. up for him for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dude, uh, Hitch or whatever, he's in an interesting position, you know, because he's like semi-loyal to his buddy, but he's like starting to get on with Draco a little bit. It's kind of. Well, I, th- I, I, I think it's like. 
he he's been working with Lucky for years now, but Draco is like the heavy hitter that's coming to town. So yeah. he's trying to he's trying to impress him. Okay. Dan, do you have a, a motorcycle in the cul-de-sac? <laughs> not me. It's like goddamn drag race going on. Oh, is that, is that you, Cron? That, that's, <laughs> that's on my end. Okay. Did it's, your on wife... the, it's on the street outside of the cul-de-sac. Is we your, don't... Wife, your wife out there with a Ducati? What <laughs> no, is, yeah. I, I, I thought she took off in that Corvette. Cron re- uh, rented it for this week. Sleek. No, Bone, Bones was right. She's trying to get into Matrix Rebooted or whatever the next <laughs> one is, so... She's been uh, putting together Ducati in the driveway. You know what? Tell her to make a fan film. It's probably better than Resurrections. (laughs) Uh, The FBI and Carmen are back together. She says that she wants to travel someday somewhere with a lot of snow. And she says, funny, Billy Ray was talking about snow and ice. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah? The FBI, they're driving down the road. Uh, listening to Carmen figure all this out when suddenly they approach Circle D Ranch. What are the odds? What what perfect timing for this film. I think it's like Kron says, there's just one street or one road that just circles their town, right? Mm -hmm. It's Waco in 89. I mean, it can't be that big. Uh, Carmen remembers that Billy Ray was talking about Circle D Ranch. They all stop. Uh, Carmen can't really remember any other details. Uh, Billy Ray had mentioned Holland and tulips and dykes and cheese, which we didn't see any of that because I think I would have remembered if this guy was talking about fucking cheese and shit throughout this fucking NOS race he got into. Yeah. Yeah, he says it. He says it like in 30 seconds when they're running from the, the guys. Like, you know, what, like I'll take you to Holland. You like? She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Windmills, dikes, cheese." And then, of course, you say dike, and I'm like, "Wait, what's he say?" Like, <laughs> it takes me a minute. I'm like, fucking asshole. Uh, and she remembers. Oh yeah, he did mention a windmill. <laughs> so Osborne, he starts climbing this little uh, windmill that's at Circle D Ranch. He's found a box, and inside. It's full of diamonds, guys. We've recovered the diamonds. Thank goodness. Uh, this seems like a good spot to take a pee break. I didn't write one down, but yeah, this is good enough. Let's do it. All right, we're back over with the bad guys. Uh... One of these guys says, at least we still got our moms with us. Draco says. It's a strange-ass moment in this movie. It is. Draco says, without our moms, we'd probably be wiping other people's asses or digging ditches. Every damn sin I can lay my hands on, I'm keeping. My mother deserves the best, and I don't care who I have to kill. My mom's living the rest of her life in style. Then these guys fist bump. I wonder if whoever wrote this movie, if his mom snuck in and slipped this line into the script. I just want to say here at the Five Day Reynolds podcast, uh, I just want to stop and say, Mom, thank you for all you did for me, and I love you. That's real sweet. Um, 
maybe they thought it was too chauvinistic. They're like, man, this is like really anti-woman. And one guy's like, you know what? There's only one woman I fucking like. I'm like, well, just go with that. All right. Uh, Draco and these goons, they roll up on the FBI at this point. We got a classic car chase starting. Draco takes a few shots at the FBI. Uh, they return fire, and Osborne is able to shoot out one of their tires. One of their rubbers? Mm-hmm. I hate blowing out a rubber, man. Fuck. <laughs> you guys ever bl- blown out a rubber? Yeah, no, man. I've used rubber since 93. Yeah, but did you ever blow one out? Because I fucking did, dude. You blew a rubber out? Yeah. When? You fit this much meat into a fucking... <laughs> you lost me there. Into a rubber, dude. It's, it's only so much stretching it can do. Dude, a rubber is a tire. On your car. Yeah, yeah and I filled it full of ground beef. All right, we're over at this country western bar. Some sweet, live Texas country music happening. With a uh, band that looks all like Timothy McVeigh's. Yeah. Yeah. These are physics and computer teachers during the week. These these guys were each a step away from like completing their manifesto. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. A few months later, when they realize that the band's going nowhere, they join up with Koresh. I mean, I don't know, guys. He's kind of making some sense here. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I think we should go down and maybe just read the pamphlet, at least. Don't y'all want to do something real? We've been playing at the same country western bar for the last six months. Yeah, aren't you guys tired of just fa- fucking playing Brooks and Dunn all the time? I'm done with this shit. This dumb broad gets up, sinks two bars, and gets a bigger clap than we ever got. I mean, we already got the mustaches. This smart guy I met, he told me I was something. He told me I could be a somebody. He says he sees us blowing up in our future. And come on. How good is Bad Company by Bad Company? Come on. Uh, So their car, it's broken down outside this country western bar. Uh, Carmen, she goes right into the building. (laughs) She's followed shortly by Panama. Again, she's got to take a shit. (laughs) Yeah, she ate all that food. It's ladies' night. She wasn't able to fart because she was kidnapped. Uh, how, embarrass- how embarrassing to fart in front of your kidnappers. No, that's what you should do. Well, mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Yeah, shit your pants. Yeah. I wonder why people don't do the toddler move more. You know, like when you're trying to, like when you were trying to be dragged by your mom and you just like go limp <laughs> and then all of a sudden she would lose every ounce of strength. No, come you know, like if you're ever being hauled away by somebody, just yeah, just go, just go, go limp, limp and shit yeah. yourself. Yep. 
So you're supposed to do with a bear, right? That's a lot of problems they don't want to deal with. So it's the modern day shoot the hostage. What do you do, hot shot? Shit the hostage. Uh, so Panama tries to follow right behind her, but this lady at the bar stops him. That's going to be $3. <laughs> Panama goes, hey, I'm with the FBI. She says, I reckon that makes it $1 per letter. This lady's nice. not going to budge. Uh, there's a bunch of Texas beefcakes at this bar, and they're really eyeing up this FBI agent who's walked into the building. who's <laughs> got a nice suit on. Osborne, he comes into the bar. He gets the same treatment from this lady. Uh, these guys are going to have to pay this three bucks to get in no matter what. What did she say? Well, tonight's not FBI night. Panama says that surveillance used to be his job. Uh, he's been watching Osborne and Carmen, and he knows what's up. This kind of pisses off Osborne. He says he's going to go find Carmen so they can get out of there. Uh, Draco and the boys, they show up at the same club. They're probably at this point just looking to have a good time, you know, unwind for the evening. Have a couple of Lone Stars. They see a couple drunk cowboys kind of stumbling out of the bar and they steal their hats from them so they can blend in a little better. Oh yeah, he says, uh, you can't go in there dressed like that. You'll stick out like a bunch of hard-ons. Uh, a bunch of these cowpokes approach Panama at the bar, who's trying to get some water for his car. Uh, Panama orders a drink, but this guy, he takes it from him and kind of, he like puts the shot glass in his mouth and tilts it back, but then he kind of tilts it forward again. So he's just, you know, he's put the liquid into his mouth, but then spit it right back into the cup. Tells Panama this tastes like shit. What did he order? Was it he? He first asked for peach schnapps, and then he goes, "No, make it cinnamon." There you go. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're on the job, so you shouldn't enjoy the shot you're gonna have, right? (laughs) Yeah, enjoy that hot damn. It's gonna hurt worse when you're throwing it up three hours from now. Yeah, Art. Me and the historian of this podcast could tell you some stories about. Playing some GTA and a stolen bottle of hot damn. I ain't ain't touched that shit since Springfield. (laughs) Then there's one night where we drank, each drank a whole bottle of vodka. That was just me and Bones and... uh, Third party, yep. (laughs) On like a Wednesday. Yeah, no, this is a this is a big blowout party. This was well. Dan just said it was just fuck. you two and one other person. No, there's more people. No, there, but man. I mean, we and we even we, went to the gas station and bought more vodka. Yeah, yeah. I think in total we had like a bottle and a third. I think I we finished like four it, bottles between the three of us. I, don't know how yeah. I didn't throw up. No, I fucking threw up. Me and the third party were taking turns. I I was in his toilet. He was throwing up in his own tub. 
you didn't drink for a long time after that night. Nope. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Fucking gas station subway meatball subs and vodka. Ooh. Which third party had to be shit faced. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Fucking uncomfortable thinking about it. All right. We had some uh, friends come over like a few weeks ago and they were talking. We were talking about the tequila night. I was like, they're like, well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I was only really drunk like the tequila night. And it literally went to like all five of them naming like other like, dude, you were shit faced on Halloween. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys got me there. Shit. Yeah, I was fucked up. I said people kept giving me fucking fireball shots every time we'd go to their houses. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how, regardless of how fucked up you are, you can remember how fucked up your friends were? Like, not only do you catalog what you had that night, you can remember what I had that night. Yeah, because you've been a fucking bitch. <laughs> That's how you say and I was like, I was drunk, but I wasn't like drunk, drunk. You know what I mean? I was having a good time. I wasn't yeah. like laying on the couch the next morning. I was in a miserable emotional state going into that. You and the other person were just having a good time. I mean, you were I along still, for the ride. I still woke up at 730 and played 18 holes of golf. I mean, come on. I, I started drinking at nine I, o'clock. I think our uh, podcast historian was supposed to pick me up and go watch a Harry Potter and I was like too fucked. I think he was like, I woke up with him standing in my room, and I, I was like, you were "What time?" Up for like two days. Yeah, I had alcohol poisoning. I should have gone to the hospital. Kettle one, baby. Thanks for sponsoring the Five Degrees <sighs> podcast. All right, so we're at the Country Western. Kettle, bar. Sorry, well, <laughs> Kettle One and those uh, that gas station meatball sub. I mean, we had Grey Goose. I think at the gas station. No, it was kettle. It was kettle one again. That was Krakus. Either way, oof. All right, so yeah, we're at this uh, country western bar. <laughs> Osborne, he sees what's happening with Panama and these guys. He rolls up, punches one guy right in the face. Uh, there's just some random guy dancing who yells out, "All right, a fight!" He's been waiting. <laughs> Punches another guy randomly. He, he had that shit cocked and loaded, dude. <laughs> uh, this entire club breaks out into a giant fist fight. But these people work hard, dude. They work hard in Waco. Blow off hey, some steam right. on the weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta have a little fun. I mean, uh, Kron, that is another check mark for the uh, Macho Mania meter bar fight. Uh, and all this pandemonium, Carmen hops up on stage and she starts performing with the band. I'm done. <laughs> She's lost all my compassion at this point. I, I fucking hate her. this. If you're in FBI protection, you gotta lay low, right? I mean, <laughs> that's right. too much. No, they're not protecting her. She's just doing whatever the fuck she wants. Mm-hmm. And we're paying our tax dollars for this shit? Well, she's going to have to live a life after this. It is not the responsibility of the federal government to 
to give you time on stage with a country western band. That is not in the Senator Ten Cruz, he would like to pass a bill to prioritize women and protection up on stage. I would like to introduce my new running mate for 2024, Mr. Kid Rock. <laughs> You're going to feel the burn. <laughs> for the record, you could have had me. You could have had me. So you're saying that Bernie Sanders doesn't want women on stage if that's what they choose to do? He's saying that the federal government does not is not responsible for providing that woman with the avenue to get on stage. When she's unwitnessed protection, she should have, I'm sorry, protection. She should have um, adequate shelter, food, and new clothing. That's it. We need to secure those basics. So the adi- oh, guess- adequate protection here is failing. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Well, and I guess she's not allowed to be a dreamer or have any hopes for a life. I think he th- thinks that perhaps there's a future where 100% of the people in witness protection, uh, they have, once they've all secured adequate shelter, food, and new clothing, then we can move on as a society to give um, chilled out laissez-faire ladies the option to jump in with the country band. Right? I don't know, man. I'm voting Kid Rock and Ted Cruz. I mean, it just sounds. I don't fun. know, man. I think I'd be running up sta- up on stage with the uh, the electric Timothy McVeighs. I mean, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, Ted's but they're not giving. Us- <laughs> They're not giving you no foundation. Sure, it's fun, but when those applause go away, you know? Ted's Ted's given us a band full of manifesto-wielding country stars. and <laughs> Kid Rock barely has a shirt on anytime, right? So let's think- get to a future where he's always got a shirt on, and then he can get back up on stage. Where are uh, we? <laughs> what? So where are we? A couple Texas. of these goons. <laughs> yeah. We're in the tiny town of Texas, dude. A couple of these goons, they grab Osborne and throw him into the car. Carmen gets off the stage. She's loving all this attention. Uh, she meets up with Panama, ask him, you all how, right? But how, how fucking mad would you be as the band, right? I don't know. You that, might have got a, a couple dollars in the old tip jar for I that. I guess, yeah. Tim, yeah, Tim. Neon dream. Under the neon. Say what you will about his religion, but that fucking Koresh can play that guitar, dude. Wait, wait till after the show, man. Come on. It was Brooks and Dunn and Koresh. Yeah. And Young. <laughs> now nah, he left he said their songs right. were spreading misinformation and <laughs> bolted uh take <laughs> you fucking take just my audio off those tracks I don't want it on there anymore it, it'll be you singing then you singing and then fucking a minute of dead air I don't give a shit 
You know those three chords on that beat up acoustic guitar? <laughs> Digitally take those out. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Panama and Carmen get into a car and drive off. Uh, Panama says that Osborne's going to be okay as long as I've got you. I wrote down why. Why would you not just kill this FBI agent instantly? <laughs> uh, Carmen and Panama, their car breaks down. We briefly cut over to Frankie. He's going on about the diamonds. Uh, Frankie says that he can handle the police. A couple of his men say nothing yet from Draco. And this this Frank- is the best of the three scenes. With Frankie? With, well, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he just starts naming people to this poor fucking woman. It's like the... You've seen the meme of the guy with the sunglasses and his hand behind like his blonde wife's neck. You know what Are I'm talking s- about? Like, explaining. Yeah, the mansplaining. That's all this is. He's just naming off fucking people that he could handle and shit. I bet none of those names were written down in the Mm-mm. script. Mm-mm. Those were just people that he knew. <laughs> These are people that he owes money to in real life. Yeah. Uh, Frankie says to his, to his guys, you fucking find Draco. Carmen and Panama drive up on some Mexican day laborers. Uh, Panama shows his badge and most of these guys God, take off is, running. It's funny and sad at the same time. The only people in this movie actually working. <laughs> and they take their car or truck. Yeah. We'll uh, say uh, a lot of Toyota Tacomas at the beginning of this film. Not so much at the end. Yeah, well, had to use the budget somewhere. Well, they could make it, it to the for, end. Save it for all these cars <laughs> at the end. Those trucks are still rolling around, just like a certain car that's still rolling around. Carmen knows a little bit of Spanish and translates for everybody. And she asks them if they can use their truck. They hand over their truck keys. Uh, And guys, this is a pretty sweet looking truck. It's like an old Ford. Looks badass. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dan, I bet it's still rolling around on the streets in Waco right now. Yeah, when I was 14 and 15, my aunt was letting me drive around her Dodge Neon. I think the next summer I was driving around an F-150 similar to this. I love that thing. I loved it. Uh, We cut over back to Draco. He's got the goons and Osborne with him. They're trying to get some info out of Osborne. They rough him up. Uh, Carmen and Panama stop. She needs something to eat yet again. This lady's metabolism must be through the roof. She keeps getting kidnapped. Uh, so as they're at this gas station getting some food, who happens to show up but (laughs) Draco and his crew? They stop at the same place to get some gas. 
Uh, Draco is pretty mean to the guy who's working at this I, gas station is, just trying to read a, a looks like a booklet of coupons that he's got. Is this guy goofing or is he have some real problems? I, I, I didn't know how to take this. It seemed like he's not like a hundred percent all the way there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause in the fake bloopers at the end of the movie, he doesn't really seem like he's in on the joke that much. No. Okay. Uh, but anyway, this this guy who's working at the gas station, he tastes the oil in the car, which was kind of weird. Uh, well, Carmen, they tell him to fill it up, and then Hitch is like, "Is it full service?" And he says, "Yeah, it'd be a nickel more." And he says, "Well, then check the oil." And then, like you said, he tastes it, and then they start arguing about like put thirty weight in. I don't got thirty weight. Put forty in. I ain't got forty. Yeah, it's real hard not to do the voice, but I had to ask, like, is he all there? Because that would be mean to repeat his uh, means of communicating. Uh, Carmen comes out with some food. She says, hey, Panama, and now everybody sees everybody else that's at this gas station. Panama and Carmen hop in their car. Uh, All the goons take off in hot pursuit. We see some townies just sitting outside their house trying to enjoy a beer. Carmen and Panama kind of... Like, force another car off the road as they're making a turn. The other car drives into the townie's house. And guys, it instantly explodes. After, the guy, after the guy manages to apologize. <laughs> just takes off. Sorry about your house, dude. And then he just takes off. And then, yeah, blows up. It's probably a meth lab, right? Something, <laughs> some sort of explosion. I think I think explosion. all houses in, in the Waco area uh, eventually explode or burn. <laughs> I think that's what the federal government released. That it's just it's a weird thing connected to Waco. We, it's yeah, a, we, an, an anomaly. We didn't bomb that church. That's just that's how just these wa- buildings. That's are. Waco for you. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so that house, it blows up. We're back over to our car chase. Uh, these, let's see. That's, these guys... uh, it's just fine. It That's when uh, Chip and uh, what's-her-name comes in from Magnolia and redoes it, and we make a TV show out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put up some shiplap and call it good as new. <laughs> Yell at your... paint, paint it white. Yell at your husband to get it done. Mm-hmm. Jo- Joanna. Quick, let's pull all seven of our children together to make a craft. <laughs> Here, you go over there and you act like you're going to karate chop this pillow so it makes it look chic. Chick's hot. Drake. Though. I mean, we all agree she's hot. Chip? Oh, Chip's fucking sexy <laughs> yeah. as hell, dude. Yeah, dude. How rich are they? 
Sound rich. Rich enough that you know that motherfucker ain't actually working on those houses. No, because he's yeah. working in they, fucking collared shirts. That guy they're, has... They're shooting his shit in two or three hours. And then he's I, the I fuck want out the, of there. I want the B side of when they pan to the left and the five Mexican dudes are over there sweating their asses off. When we when we like, went fuck, to fuck man, she changed the fucking tile again. <laughs> when we went to Austin a few years ago for a wedding, um, all of the people that drove in, you know, you have the inevitable like, how was your drive in? Blah blah blah. And half of them were like, oh, on the way back, we're stopping at Magnolia, and I had no, no fucking idea what they were talking about. And finally, somebody was like, "It's it is a a fucking scam." Like you get into this compound, and they're like, yeah, "There's like a cafe and coffees and all this." Stuff. And it's like, okay, so they're their own little cult now. But again, Chip, sexy as hell. That hair, baby. Kind of ballsy to start another cult in Waco. <laughs> <laughs> At least they look good, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to have a fucking pair on you to be doing that shit, dude. I mean, well, shit, I will allow it. You know, the last guys, they didn't fucking do shit. They, I mean, well, at least this fucking church looks great. <laughs> if their church blows up, they can uh, renovate it. Put it all it. back together. Yeah. yeah. We're getting in so much trouble for Texas in this episode. Chip, I need this building to be fireproof. <laughs> Cut to camera, you know, look in the camera. I... Well, it only comes in one color, ma'am. No, it has to be old navy beige. I mean, come on. Uh, Draco and his crew, they're still in pursuit of this truck. They catch up in these vehicles. They're kind of driving side by side. Draco's trying to take a shot at the yeah, truck. Side by side, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we got, we got about a that classic bit. side by side going here. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> truck gets or the truck rams the other car. Uh, Draco goes flying <laughs> out of the fucking side of it, <laughs> but in all the mayhem, Panama gets shot. Osborne he sees his opportunity. He punches Lucky out of the back of the car. So he punches him right through the fucking rear glass. Mm -hmm. Uh, During all that, Osborne's kind of able to aim a gun and shoot the driver of this car. He throws Lucky from the vehicle, and he's able to jump into the bed of the truck. Now, I, I I believe that the best stunt in the movie is... Uh, Osborne on the back of the car, the pickup truck next to, which by the way, she's yelling at Osborne to jump in the truck and does nothing to close the gap. Like she's four feet away from the car yelling at him to jump in. I, again, this woman. Um, but there is a shot. The camera's on the top of the car looking back at Osborne. You see the the pickup truck come in and out of the frame, which looks great. Then there is a car coming, oncoming. The truck moves out of the way, and that car goes in between them. I think that's the best-looking stunt. It's all in camera. The bummer is I wish there was a shot showing forward because you don't get any tension of that other car coming. So 
I think it's dope that they actually got this actor to be on that car strapped in and then they had that timing with that other car to move. It was real subtle, but I thought it was like that was probably timing wise one of the harder things to get. You get real death proof vibes on this whole scene. So we're cruising down the road now. I, oh, I no. love it when I finish a statement and there's just <laughs> five seconds. of I've quit cutting them out. It's a good it's looking. It's so bad. It. I don't know so, what to say. It's why do I? Yes, I know. We, but like, we agree. like, yeah, I know. But it, it, I get it because I'm looking at both of you and I acknowledge right, that you're no, like, yeah. But that's this, okay. I love the. It's fine. It's fine. But like oh. four times already this episode, I've <laughs> I've like. This is a cool point I want to talk about, like, you know. Nah, dude. <laughs> that fucking stunt sucks, dude. Like, fuck. That's shit. No, don't do that. I can't take that. That's worse. <laughs> you, hit, you, you hit all the beats of it, though. There's yes. no, like, yeah, it's a good-looking shot. I thought shot. it was great, too. Yeah. It looked okay. cool. So you're, uh, the problem is I'm too thorough, then. Yeah, you got to leave a little. Back. Let me leave no, something out. I mean, okay. I think I'm the most thorough. What? Well, on plot. But yeah, you somehow get the storyboards. I don't understand this. Like you, <laughs> you know, I know people, guys. You should. What do they call that when, um, like, hard of hearing? People are uh, hard of like they can't see the movie, but they go anyway. Descriptive Trans- transcription. Yeah, or like the descriptive audio. Mm-hmm. The whole movie's playing, but I'm just focused on the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. It's probably not wired right. <laughs> no, like you have those. No, no, it's more like you tell us the color of the light switch, how it operates, and mm-hmm. when it was manufactured. But nothing the people serial said. number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So Kron wants you to just hit the light switch and move on, mm-hmm. and I'm like a happy medium. The point is, I write down. 13 pages i go through and i highlight i'm like all right don't need that don't need that and then when i gloss over you guys are like wait wasn't just a part where she loves love i'm like because so i <laughs> i probably wrote a bit and i'm like i want to talk about that thing the saxophone player in stage right aquarius i'm like i don't need that and then bones are like this is my favorite part of the whole movie like, <laughs> it is the best part objectively the best part of the whole movie sorry yeah, but i I guess it's kind of like, uh, I guess I'm more confused about what you're cutting out because it seems like your your thing is like, well, I'm not going to talk about the weird saxophonist, but I am going to spend 10 minutes on the wires <laughs> on the fucking stage. <laughs> did, did I spend <laughs> Yeah, you were like, I'm it's a, a no, but. 12 gauge wire that they're using (laughs) but i think we caught you out in stone cold like you literally cut back and forth like you were like all right so he's he punches him in the helicopter then we cut to them in the other thing it's like you're in in the shower the next morning i was like yeah i could have just put like yeah the brotherhood had a truck driver that just backed up and put motorcycles into the capital (laughs) it's like i didn't need all that other shit All right, guys. Up ahead, there's another semi truck that's stalled out in the middle of the road. Oh no! <laughs> Big Rick, check mark. Can you guess where this is going? 
Uh, our truck rolls underneath the semi. It kind of shears off. <laughs> kind of shears off the top of the truck. Uh, but the car with the bad guys it goes flying right into the semi, and guys, everything instantly explodes. See you in hell, Lucky. I think he yells. Yeah. Did anybody else feel like they really wanted Tommy Lee Jones for Draco? He could have did it. He could have done it. Could have did it. He's from Texas, right? I believe so. He seems like a Texas guy. Wasn't he like a his roommate in college is now like a senator or some shit? Somebody from like Texas? relatively famous. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, we cut over to Osborne, uh, him and Panama are at the hospital. We finally learn where Panama came from. Seriously, though, before you die, you got to tell me the nickname. Uh, Panama's mom, mom and dad, they never got out of Coney Island. So they started calling him Panama since it was the furthest thing that they could, since it was the furthest thing away that they could think of. And I don't know. I can think of farther shit from fucking New York. <laughs> Could have called him Sydney, Australia, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we cut over to Osborne. Could have called him Jupiter. Yeah. Dan, is everything all right? Did Tommy Lee Jones went to Harvard? Yeah. Who was his roommate? Uh, he's from San Saba, Texas, northwest of Austin. All right. Do you have to go through Waco to get there? Yeah. Can I get uh, to if, Oklahoma City from there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's Texas. You can get to anywhere going any which way direction. Hmm. Wait a minute. No. San Saba was the birthplace of actor Tommy Lee Jones geologist M. King Hubbard, opera singer Thomas Stewart, frontman Austin-based music group Ghostland Observatory. Delete, delete, I eat meat. Um, we're Al Gore. For, yeah. It was Al Gore. Yeah, right here. I just got to it. Okay. <laughs> this is pertinent uh, to Texas. San Saba River was uh, settled in 1854. Just so I know. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right, we cut over to Osborne. He's just standing on a bridge smoking a cigarette. What's the point? This guy's at his wits end. <laughs> uh, Carmen walks up to him. She says, maybe Panama was right. He says, what's the point? <laughs> Carmen says he'll make it. Osborne says, tomorrow I'm going to take you to our guys at the bridge. They'll be moving on Frankie at that point. Carmen doesn't want this to be the end. She says, are you ready to say goodbye? He says, I don't even want to say goodnight. She says, then don't. He says, I have to. Is that what you wrote on the note when you ordered your Valentine's Day flowers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You're going to be smiling that night. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to be smiling. Blowing out rubbers. Yeah. Blow out my rubber and be grinning ear to ear, dude. 
Talk about the Rio Grande. <laughs> Carmen wakes up the next morning and Draco's in her bed. She says, I thought you were dead. He said, they don't make bullets big enough. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That's fucking cool he, as hell. I know. I think he's got some good one-liners here, but I think that one was like, eh, all right, come on. <laughs> oh, you're, you're out of line, dude. Uh, Bones, what do you think about that line? I like Seems it. Seems to be some disagreement here. I like it. I was sitting here wondering if I could beat it, and I don't know. Uh, it just feels like my favorite actor, Clint Eastwood, said it in some other movie before this. I think he's your least favorite actor. What are you, what are you talking about? Maybe, um, I, it, I know you guys won't. If she says, uh, I thought you were dead. I probably would have tried to take where he says, only in your dreams. You know, because she yeah, just woke up. I think he should have said, uh, oh, by the way, last night I blew out my rubber. No, that implies. No. I think he should have stayed along that line. It was like, I blew out my flip flop. And then, so it's like the whole front of this movie is a lead up to a Jimmy Buffett music video. And then they all just go to Margaritaville and everybody's fucking chill because they're drinking five o'clock somewheres and getting fucked up and listen to Buffett, man. Oh, so it just has like the Blazing Saddles ending? Like yeah. Osborne punches punches him through a wall and they're at Margaritaville? Wait. Isn't Jimmy Buffett from Texas? Probably not. He's probably like from Delaware or some shit. Osborne figures out that Carmen's been taken, uh... And right behind, he basically figures this out because on the elevator behind him, they're getting off that elevator. I'm going to say, it's not like there's precedent of her being taken <laughs> before. This is what, the seventh or eighth time? Yeah. Draco goes down to the hotel boiler room. He's quickly <laughs> followed by Osborne. Draco and Osborne get into a shootout. Draco gets outside. Osborne follows again. He chases them into another building. Uh, and these guys drag Carmen all the way up to the roof. Osborne follows. Um, Lucky tries to shoot Osborne, but his gun just dry fires, basically. Osborne says, You aren't so lucky now, asshole. Punches Lucky right through the window. And Lucky does the same um, jump backwards. Mm -hmm. He should have yelled, motherfucker, real yeah. drawn out. Mm -hmm. That would have been that would have been too good. He would have needed a big-ass breath beforehand, because he falls for some time. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, is this the fall where the couple gets out of the way? And they have like five minutes to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Lucky's fallen for a good long while and lands on a car down below. Draco and Osborne start fighting. Draco gives him a low blow. 
and Carmen hits Draco with a two by four, hacksaw Jim Duggan style. You Fucking listen. bitch had nails in it. <laughs> we cut over to Con- Carmen and Osborne. They're in a truck together. Uh, they roll up on some dirt bike kids for some reason. Oh yeah. Osborne looks through some binoculars and sees some guys in suits up ahead. Every time they've used binoculars in this movie, I thought, you're not, like, you don't need binoculars for that distance. Like, earlier in the movie, Panama's looking, he's, like, doing a 180, and he's like, there's nothing and nobody. I'm like, you don't need fucking binoculars for that. Doing it wrong. Somebody, yeah, there were just fucking a set of binoculars in one of the stunt vehicles, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> How do we make these guys look more FBI? I don't know, an FBI jacket? Nah, fuck that. Um, what else? Radios? Nope. Yeah, the jacket would be cool, but I can't get the letters, dude. And <laughs> even if I could, I don't know how to iron them on. So, <laughs> look, Did they have iron-on letters at this point? This is Waco. We don't need people coming up to us asking us fucking questions. Pretty sure they hadn't even figured out the iron-on technology in the early 90s at my fucking baseball <laughs> jersey. You watched it one time, it was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were sponsored by like A1 Pawn Shop, and I'm pretty sure we all became the A's or the 1s by the end of the season. Osborne rolls up on these guys in suits. He realizes that they were giving information to Frankie. So at this meetup, we kind of see like the head FBI guy who's been on the phone a few times. You're smart and you're tough, but you think small. Great voice. If you think Uh, for a second I didn't do Bernie Sanders all week and this guy's fucking voice. (laughs) What? I could have brought you in because you're smart and you're tough, but you think small. Fuck them. Play 19 holes of golf. Be a fucking future security guard. Fuck them. Yeah, so what Bone said is what's happening here. (laughs) Covered my next note. Sorry. Uh, (coughs) You at least have more context than my wife who has to deal with me just walking into a room. Oh, if I you tough, if I wasn't looking at these notes and you said that to me, I would be like, the "Fuck is that?" <laughs> uh, we cut over and see Carmen. She's making some kind of gasoline bomb. The FBI guys show up. Uh, oh, FBI guy shows Osborne that Panama is handcuffed in a car and it's wired to blow. So we see that Panama is. Out of the hospital, but he's stuck in a vehicle. Carmen races up and throws her Molotov cocktail, which instantly explodes this FBI car. Draco grabs a dirt bike and goes after Carmen. Uh, This FBI guy grabs an Uzi, shoots Draco in the back. Uzi, checkmark. This is after Draco shoots one of the guys and yells, fucking yuppie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when he grabs the bike. Yeah. 
uh, <clears throat> FBI you're smart guy, and you're tough. <laughs> but you're yuppie. FBI, but you're yuppie. FBI guy also triggers a car bomb that had <laughs> Panama inside. Osborne is in shock, but luckily Panama made it out. <laughs> Carmen says the diamonds went into the river with Draco. Well, that's because he he reached down between his legs, eased the seat back. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It blew out his flip flop. Nah, somebody will get that. He could see the heat coming from the road. I guess not me or Dan, though. Okay, that's all right. It's Van Halen, Panama. Mm-hmm. David Lee Roth. Uh, Carmen says all the diamonds went into the river with Draco. Osborne says, guess there must have been a hole in that bag. Because he pulls out a handful of them from his pocket. Uh, So these guys, they got some diamonds. They decide to take off. Panama says, you know those diamonds are company property now. And then they both kind of laugh, not anymore. (laughs) Carmen pulls up in the truck and the three leave. We roll the credits and hey guys, we got some bloops. There's literal ADR in one of the bloopers. Like the car rolling away. It is it is neither either of the actors. Like, and then the oh, poor gotta- the poor guy at the gas station. Like they're insulting him because they're fucking up his timing. The only good one, I think, is the you're smart and you're tough guy. He says, like, can we do another take because Ross fucked me up? (laughs) But, yeah, I wanted, like, Jackie Chan style, you know, show the action. I don't know. Like uh, all the stunts where someone... Narrowly avoids yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. Or just breaks an arm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That was Action USA. Any uh, final thoughts on this film before we move into everybody's favorite game? I've said my piece. Dan, you got any any facts? Not uh, very, Tommy Lee Jones related. Uh, Jimmy Buffett is from Key West, Florida, and he was born on Christmas. Um, you know, I respect that more than if you told me he was from like Manhattan. Yeah, you know, he, he fits that. That's uh, yeah. Key West is like, what else is he gonna do? Yeah, he was born into it. It wasn't like he he didn't appropriate it shrimp or sing about getting fucked up and eating hamburgers. I don't know. Blew out my Yule log. <laughs> uh, not much here for research, gentlemen. Uh, director's wife, she wanted uh, our lead actress there to wear a bra, and she refused. I think Bones mentioned that uh, earlier on because you could see... Um, she was smuggling some peas. The Jennifers were Aniston. Yeah. Um, 
Is that like, I mean, was that a conversation on set or was the guy who directed this like, no, she refuses to wear one. I don't know what the deal. I, I told I'm her like begging, so many times. I'm it, begging her to wear a bra. It said in there like the lady told her multiple times that she should probably wear a bra or some shit. Uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. It's <laughs> my moment. Fuck you. Um, the Corvette, I guess, is from Waco. The, somebody owns it there. I guess it was reported that, that somebody's seen it. A, I don't. It didn't have a timestamp on what I read, so I don't know. It was probably a couple years ago. So it survived the siege. That's good. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been there. Hey man, hey hey, check that shit out, man. You know what that is? That's the and fucking Corvette from Action USA, brother. Slate number one, buddy. I think yeah. it said it won a whole and went into a, like the the car shows that it had won and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I bought it out of a repo. <laughs> Turned it into this uh, this gold mine. This uh, thing will the, do 60, 62 miles an hour, easy. <laughs> On a public street, she could do seventy eight. Shit, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm. I mostly keep her well below that now. I drive her in the Christmas parade. I drive her in the Waco Memorial Parade. It's pretty nice. <laughs> the little Miss Teen, you know, shit like that. Well, you can't drink and drive and speed. Pick one and or the other. I, what am I not gonna drink? Yeah, you, you can do two, but not all three. I mean, uh, I guess the honky tonk that they went into uh, supposedly is still operating this day. Um, three dollars. I don't know how. Cost three bucks to get it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to pay if we go. Like we're going to stop off. Be like, eh, nope, nope, lady, three bucks. And really, that's that's it. Not much. Uh, it did have a theatrical release in the Philippines, um, but I didn't get any budget or anything like that on it. So I know I had to spend four ninety nine to rent it. So and it was my budget. So there was a recent resurgence of this movie, right? Like who? Yeah, because if you look at the rental, it says like twenty, I think twenty twenty on it. So I I imagine probably an independent probably released it on Blu-ray or some yeah. shit. I imagine. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Was it? Was okay. A, okay. Because, yeah. Kron, I remember, it was last year, maybe the year before, whenever you you sent me, like, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've seen this. Like, this is cool. Like, I didn't... I think, did Red Letter Media cover it also at some maybe. point? Okay. But yeah, that's it. I mean, nothing nothing too crazy. I mean, I'm more interested in like the city of Waco and how they were like, all right, yeah, sure. We can shut down some streets. Yeah, yeah, that's sleek one right there. I, I guarantee you, you'd recognize it if you were Filipino, though, because... I bet it... <laughs> Big release over there. It's a fucking huge hit over there, man. I bet it still has that license plate. Guarantee. Yeah, man, that's it. That's all I got. Cron, are we playing? Yeah, let's play uh, the world's favorite game. Rate my letterbox. Rate my box. Rate me up inside. 
let us not delay. I'm going to give you both a 2.5. Bones, I'm going with a 2.5. Karan, I'm going with a 3.0. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go 3.0 on both. Fellas, this checked a lot of boxes for me, but I got to tell you, it was super hard to connect with this thing. Um, I I had difficulty sort of understanding what and why I was watching it. Uh, then it sort of clicked like, oh. Because uh, I picked it for oh, this that's podcast. Right, that's right. <laughs> Well, I stood up, I drank some water, I sort of reconnected with myself and then realized, oh, yeah, that's right, I do a podcast that three people listen to. Um, no, it, this it's pretty obvious this was, like, made by stunt people for stunt people. It's like all of these sequences are what stunt guys wish regular directors would, like, put in their movies. Like, you know, the shot on the front of the car in the parking garage... Normally a regular movie, you'd get a little snippet of that, and they're like, why don't you show the whole fucking thing? Um, but I, So I had to ask myself, do I think it's successful? It's relatively successful in what it's trying to do, but do I connect with it? I don't think so. I think there's a reason it's not really in the conversation that much. I think the stunts, the helicopter's pretty cool, and the scene on the back of the car, but it's not really anything you haven't seen. There's not not like it's super funny or super weird so for me it's just right down the middle it's a 2.5 ah gentlemen good stunt work here i liked the chemistry between our two fbi agents but this was an hour and 36 minutes and it it felt like a two-hour movie at points. I was like, this still has 45 minutes. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with the stunt stunt man's movie and it's a, it's a 2.5 for me. Uh, just, yeah, some of this dialogue and I get it's, you know, not a. I feel like they wasted all their money on explosions and renting a cool Corvette. You know, so two point five for me. Uh, <clears throat> so I think I told you guys at the end of Stone Cold that I had watched the first thirty minutes of this and decided to pick it for this category. And from the first thirty minutes, this almost. Like, it feels like the Texas version of Crank in a way, where it's just like, there's something always happening, you know? It's just kind of like, the story is moving because the action is moving. And that's what I wanted from this film, right? Like, I wanted the other hour of this to feel like the first half hour, where it's just kind of like, moving and just kind of, all right, now we're in a helicopter, all right, now we're in a car chase, um, 
And I feel like once you hit that 30 minute mark, you kind of hit a wall and then you just periodically keep hitting a wall, you know, every 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like the opening I think is strong, like really strong. Um, but it just never really lives up to that after the opening is after they kill Billy Ray. Um, it just kind of feels like it struggles to find its footing and it never quite, quite gets there. Um, so I think, I mean, I was kind of between two and a half and three on this. Um, I think your guys' arguments were good. I'm just going to go with 2.5 as well. Um, it was entertaining, but yeah, nothing you haven't seen. And like I said, just kind of never gets to it, you know? I had the crank thought as well. I was like, this mm-hmm. has like that Neville Dean and Taylor, like let's just set up the set pieces, let's shoot it weird and see what we kind of come up with. And then I also thought about John Wick, which is a movie basically made by like the stunt guys. Like let's make sure that these stunts look how we wish they would look if we were in charge, you know? But John Wick at least has the benefit of somewhat capable actor and, while it's a pretty generic story, like it's effective for that and continues on. Crank, I think, is effective in terms of just being so weird. Um, and I thought I was thinking a lot about Pinocchio's Revenge. I was like, my review of that is that like it's not bad. It's just its biggest thing is that it's stale. And then this thing, like you said, after thirty minutes, it just gets stale, and then it's peppered with a stunt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if there was a way to just maximize this story where it was just like over the course of a day, you know, and you, it was like more of a ticking clock versus like this cat and mouse where they just happen upon each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it even like I really liked in the beginning where she's like, uh, who's chasing us? You don't want to know. Like. It should have just kept that through the like. You don't even need that much plot if you can just keep this energy level, you mm-hmm. know. But, um, you know, probably just not big enough a budget to do that. So, um, yeah, just kind of like I feel like all of the energy and all of the money was put into the first thirty minutes, and then they were like, "Oh shit, we now we have to make the rest of the movie on twenty percent of the budget." So. Yeah. But the cult- say, sorry, go ahead, Dan. Uh, that the letterboxed user rating at the time of this review is a three point three. Okay. Uh, average rating from us would be a perfect two point five. <laughs> um, this would be number thirty-seven on the big list. It would be right below Convoy at thirty. Or this is thirty-seven, right below Convoy at thirty-six right above Deep Rising at 38. Oof. It's painful. (laughs) But I respect the system. Uh, Our Rate My Letterbox scores. Karan, you you finished tonight with a 1. Dan, you got a 1.5, and I got a 2. All right, Bones pulling away right now with a score of nine. 
Dan and I tied for second place with a 7.5. Let's, av- let's avoid a tiebreaker going into our, our rewind. Last thing we need is more people talking about, you know. Shit, riddles? Yeah, no, riddles. Rigged, rigged games. Yeah, well, we'll see when we get there. There's only one that does that. Well, that was the second act for for this category. Karan, why don't you get us out of here? Macho rigging mania. Fucking tank my positioning. Anyway, (laughs) uh, that was Action USA, directed by John Stewart from the year 1989, second selection in the Macho Madness category. And when we come back, Macho Mania. (laughs) I wrote down Macho Madness several times. Uh, In the Macho Mania category, when we come back from the After Showers segment, Bones is going to let us know what the third and final selection is. Oh, yeah. Until then, crash and burn. You guys got a fucking. I think we're high. No- I think we're high nooning this right now. I think we both probably have one. All right, go ahead. Crash and burn. Okay. You're smart and you're tough. <laughs> I let you have it. Hey, shut that fucking music off. Welcome to hell. This is the real Ted Cruz speaking. I'd like to address that in this episode, both Laundry Dan and Kron did a pretty shitty impression of me. I thought we were on the same team, thought I was cool with you guys, but whatever. You guys made me sound like a fucking imp, and as you can tell, I'm more of like a ninth level demon, fucking buff as hell over here. Regardless, make sure to rate, follow, and subscribe to the 5 Day Rentals podcast on whatever platform you prefer. Until then, wait, what is that? Let somebody get a fucking harmonica down here. Well, I sure hope after this shower, a goon doesn't bust through the window and pull us out of here. Or one of you armed, at least. Dude, I'm covered in blood right now. Oh, okay. So. Dan, you got a I, gun? I was covered in blood before I jumped through the window. That's probably good. It would make you sleek, right? So the the glass, glass. would be slide right off. Yeah. I don't know. Blood's kind of sticky. That would. That's true. Well, okay. So Dan, cover yourself in blood, then let it scab up, and then you'd be like Ben Grimm, and you could jump right through that window. Whoa. Thing style. Welcome back. That was Action USA. Thank you, Kron. We're smack dab. We're we're right in Macho Mania. Oh yeah. Now, Dan, last week you expressed confidence in a film that I would be selecting. I'm not gonna say it. No. I'll be good and goddamn if you select this. Or if you had this as your selection. Now, we will be utilizing a director that 
I knew was coming up. This guy was coming up. He was recently in the news. He's he's having some health issues. But we got some good news. BDP? No, no, no. Liver is failing from all that wine. He's been <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, his assistant got him figured out. Um, well, Tom Tom Cruise called me and told me Tom called you? Tom? Yeah, BDP's not doing too well. Oh man. You All right. Quit spreading rumors, dude. When obviously, when you think about the macho mania, you think attitude, right? More like batitude. Or batitude. <laughs> Dan, you, you brought us muscles and mullets and bikes and babes and a shower. You know, I love a shower scene. You're and welcome. Kron, you brought us cars and explosions and also more boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna bring you boobs. I'm gonna bring boobs that have actually been referenced as spectacular. But the key important thing here is the attitude. And my friends, who is more macho in attitude than the Dice Man himself? That's right. (laughs) Andrew Dice Clay. And we're going to 1993 for Albert Payune's Brain Smasher, A Love Story. Now, both of you brought us movies about federal agents falling in love. I'm going to bring you a story about a fucking bouncer who falls in love with an internationally renowned model who has been tasked by her internationally uh, accredited archaeologist or biologist sister to move something around. Now, are either of you fellas familiar with Brain Smasher? A love story? Uh, <clears throat> I'm familiar see. with it. I think I maybe watched like 10 minutes of this at one point. Okay. It is currently available on YouTube. Somebody threw up a stream you can watch for free. If you want slightly better quality, you can pay $1.99 and rent it via YouTube. There is no HD. You know I love an SD film. Yeah. We're talking, I think, 88 minutes. I have watched this already. The thing cruises. This is a first time, a first time for me. Okay. I've seen, I've seen the cover multiple times. But. Yep, we got Terry I Hatcher. Am, I am a Dice Clay guy. And We're not going to mention oh, other movies. Yep. I do remember when Dan described Dice Clay's tits as spectacular. So it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Episode uh, five, I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real early on. Well, there you go, guys. I, let's let's not dabble any longer. Let's get the fuck out of here, and we'll come back next week. Albert Payune's Brain Smasher. Dot dot dot. A love story. Terry Hatcher. Andrew Dice Clay. See you next week. Crash and burn. Buddies forever. Crash and burn. I don't know how many times we set you up there, Karan. <laughs> yeah, but Freaky Friday bit was funny, too. <laughs>